Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leader Manager Coach podcast. Welcome to the program. Now today I am sitting in the beautiful office of a gentleman called uh, Mr. Shadat Hussain who I, I will admit I've only recently been introduced to. So uh, hello Mr. Shadat. Hello. And hello gentlemen. Okay. Uh, Moeen and Shuraf, yes, and um, the story behind uh, this week's episode is that obviously anybody who's listened to the podcast will realize that um, we, with a t- team of coaches, uh, are coaching in Bangladesh, and um, I've recently been introduced to uh, Mr. Shadat via the Bangladesh Football Federation and particularly Mr. Paul Smalley, the technical director of the BFF, and um, Mr. Shadat is a a very successful businessman and he is in a, a very close relationship with the BFF regarding their academy and their uh, their training ground. And I thought it was of a particular interest to uh, speak to Mr. Shida after he has been very hospitable to us and showed us around his amazing factory where he produces garments and um, they go all around the world. So um, I was very interested in his story, particularly as Mr. Shidat has uh, a strong interest in football. Um, so thank you for your hospitality, Mr. Shidat. Thank you so much. Well, first of all, before we come on to the football relationship, um, if you don't mind, and, and I'm sure people will be very interested, I'm very interested in anybody who's been successful. I know you obviously have been a very, a very successful businessman, or you are. Do you mind just telling the people who listen to the podcast about your early days and, and kind of what life was like for you be, before your business in terms of maybe your upbringing, just so we have a picture of, of where you come from? Sure. Actually, I born and brought up in a, from a middle-class family. Yes. So like uh, when I was in the middle school, family started to suffer a little bit with financial crisis. Like we had some financial crisis. My father became sick suddenly. Then... I was suffer start from the when I was in middle, middle school I was age of 10, 10 so there actually I got something on my blood like I have to do something and I was I used to listen like my parents was discussing like my mother was asking where we are going to where we're heading to what is going to happen to our life because I have got one brother and four sister so later on like after as a kid when you know I was hearing this, it was not very comfortable, you know. Yes, it was, yeah. I was feeling pressure. I used to cry on the... As know, a child. As a child. I was all the time planning, like, I have to do something my own so that my family can survive, you know. Yeah. So, the moment I finished my school, I have started a job, one in Japanese company. Start to work with the Japanese steel construction company as a part-time. In Bangladesh. In Bangladesh, yeah. in Chittagong, my hometown. Yeah. yeah, then uh, like uh, I was doing good and uh, one day my father called me and he told me like, look, if you see, we have 
too many people around, mostly uneducated people, they are all in textile business. They are workers. We had uh, some uh, apartment which we were giving rent and uh, all the tenant was working in garment factories. So he was telling like, look, too many people are working in the garment textile industries. But if you look, all uneducated people are going in textile industry. I don't see any educated people is working there. I say, yeah, it's true. Because, you know, maybe it's not a good job or what, we don't know. So uh, then, you know, we used to see lots of foreigners in our town in Chiragong. And I started to ask, what are you doing, you know, in Bangladesh? He said, oh, we are working for a textile company. Okay. So which, what is your job? Oh, we are working for marketing. We are working for accounts. We are finance department, uh, commercial department. So this is how we learn all high-end job was handling by foreigners, expert, foreign expert. There was no local people who was coming up. So my father was telling me one day, like, why don't you go to garment business? So that, you know, you have a chance because, yes. uh, you know, you're, you're in, in university, you just finished your university now. By the time I finished my university. So then, you know, I started my career in a textile industry yeah. as a management training. And, you know, in that time, there was not too many educated people. All my colleagues was foreigner. So it was easy to get in and, you know, very quickly I got a higher position like. And later on, I, you know, I moved to, I traveled to many countries yes. because of my job. Yes. I was working for German companies. So those companies, they had a different, different offices. Yeah. And there was a time I had to take care of Bangladesh office and China office. I was controlling their Asia operation. And in that time, I have seen like in Bangladesh, there was no active wear manufacturer, you know, sportswear, active yes. wear. Every active wear they were producing in China. There was no factory in Bangladesh. So in that time, I, I was thinking like if I started... If I start my own business, why don't I start an activewear, uh, you know, if I start a business with activewear factory, it can be a big chance because no one is producing yes. in Bangladesh. This is how I started my factory and we were very successful because we were the first, uh, one of the first activewear manufacturer in Bangladesh. So how long had you been an employee before you decided to? Yeah, 10 years I worked. Yes. Uh, from 1999 to 2009. And 2009, I have started my own business. Yeah, okay. So, 10 years experience. 10 years experience on the uh, job and then now 10 years experience on the business. So, this is how I came and uh, we have like at the moment 25,000 employees in the company. Wow. And then uh, we have a turnover of $150 million. We travel to uh, around the world, US, Canada, UK. We supply almost all the... Uh, top brands of UK, like Max and Spencer, Next, uh, Tesco, so Debenhams. Yes. So all the brands almost we said. Our main market is Germany. Okay. We supply to Germany, also we supply to Japan, Australia. So we supply also to some French market and Scandinavian countries. So your business is called the Fortis Group, is that Fortis Group. That, In Bangladesh, they call it Fortis Group. Yes. Okay. And okay, I'm very in, always interested in, in the detail of how you started so you know when you started your your business what would you say when you look back mr shidat that your that the biggest challenge was when you when you started did were you very confident or did you have times when you were concerned or anything that came along that was a big challenge on your journey oh actually to start a business it was very challenging yes because 
when I started my business, I didn't have too much money. I had to hire a small building, a small factory. I bought an old factory with a very small money, like fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. They were selling out. I bought it fifteen thousand dollars and I renovated, and we started to produce. But we see that we cannot manage the quality because activewear is something different technology. Then I, we have taken uh, six employees from Turkey, expert. Yes, six Turkish guy we have hired, and. They made us really successful. So, on a small scale, you achieved success because you knew what you needed exactly, to exactly, produce. Exactly. What was your next thing about? Right, okay, we are here. This is successful. Did you then need to move premises, or did you need to bring more employees? What was your next scaling? Actually, for the textile industry, we have around twenty-five uh, thousand employees, as I told you. Our plan is not to grow at all in textile industry. Right. But we are going now in hospitality sector. We have a five-star resort in Gazipur. In yes. Gazipur, we have a five-star resort. It's quite successful now. It's very well-known, popular resort uh, for Bangladeshi people and also uh, lots of foreign uh, customers who are visiting uh, Bangladesh. They are staying there now because yes. most of the factories are in Gazipur. So uh, they are staying in our uh, resort and they are moving their factories. So resort business, we are very successful now. And also, like, uh, we are going to open up a, another resort in Cox Bazar, you know, the largest yes. sea beach. Yes. So, there also we have a big land. So, we bought the land already and we are going to start our second resort over there. So, that's a diversification, we call it in England a diversification. So, you've obviously got a, an understanding of, when I've spoken to business people before, they say one of the skills, Mr. Shudat, is recognizing a an opportunity but also when the, maybe the crest of the what you're doing now is kind of not coming to an end but but you are needing to kind of seeing another opportunity to diversify which exactly. is, is a often critical decisions yeah in any exactly. yeah? because you know like if you see that textile business at the moment is suffering a lot right because of global prices yes all over customers are suffering factories are suffering you know everyone is suffering because there is a huge a price pressure. So diversification is important. That's why we have decided to diversify in hospitality industry and also in a real estate business. Now yes. we are moving into real estate business. We bought many land in in Dhaka city, and there are some satellite city we are going to build yes. in Dhaka in, in coming years. I'm very new to to Bangladesh. Uh, I, I'm still in the the starry eyed phase because of the traffic and 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 the people and and, and the amount of the building there does seem to be an awful lot of, of development in around Dhaka. Yes, is that a, something that's that's going at pace at the moment? Because it seems there's a lot of a lot of building going on. Is that um, actually, uh, if you see that GDP of Bangladesh last 10, 15 years is very good. Yes, and now government is investing a lot to make a water transportation, diversifying the road, different different road, and they are moving their offices. So, currently we are suffering a lot with the traffic, yes. but as I can see the construction and others is going to improve a lot next two years. Yes, yes, yes. Because we have a MRT coming up, uh, trains are coming up inside the city, and you know, when we have a MRT and train, for sure, you know, many people will go by MRT then, yes, you yes. know, so it will help us to reduce yeah, the traffic. It's having a, 
a stable infrastructure is a very important thing, isn't it? it but it doesn't come quickly. It takes exactly, time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. Okay, so we, we've talked about that. So how did you get into a, how did the relationship uh, with Mr. Smalley and BFF, how did that begin for you, Mr. Chairman? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, when I was a child, I used to go to stadium because my house in Chitong was just next to a stadium. Right. So we were, you know, we born and brought up in a stadium area. So I was seeing like, you know, and, and, and honestly to say, during 90s, late 80s, I would, if I would say like 1988, 89, 90, 87, like 92, 95. In those times, actually, football was very number one game, popular game in Bangladesh. Yes. I could see like when we had important matches, school was closed. Everybody was leaving the schools. There was no human on the street. No. Everyone was on the television or in the stadium. Right. So okay. football was that popular. Yes, yes. But later on, you know, due to, I don't know why, I would not blame anyone. Uh, maybe because of proper planning or other infrastructure development, football has lost its face. I mean, lost his lost way. Is, yeah, way, lost his way. So then later on, like, I went to the job, I couldn't concentrate, and I was in the business, I couldn't concentrate, I didn't know. And when I become successful on the business, and then, you know, I started to realize, where is football? Yes. You know, I started to ask myself, why why football is not there? And, you know, I, and as a traveler, I travel a lot, different, different countries, and we have office in Germany, and I went to, uh, and I have a partner in Germany, a business partner, so we used to go there, and I see their Lots of academy is there. They have too many academies, football academy. That's lots, yeah. And they have nice fit football field where kids are coming and playing footballs. And I see in Bangladesh, it is missing. There is no academy, no proper field. Yes. You know, if you don't have a field, I mean, facilities, how football can grow. Yes. So then I decided myself, like, let me first, you know, do something for the football. So let me prepare a ground first. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's why I have bring some technical people from Europe, yes. from Germany. I bring them here and then we develop this field. Yes. And you see that this field is, I think, is okay, right? This it's field. absolutely beautiful, yes. It's, so, uh, yeah. so, and then we develop this field and, and I see that huge response from the kids. Yes. All university students, cases for kids, and then, you know, like from the school, from the corporates, they are coming on the field, they are playing on the field, you know. You see now, after that, too many fields started to come. My plan was, if I start something, yes. then people will follow. Yes. So someone need to start. That's why I, st- I first may, you know, made a ground, the name is 40 Sports Ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is quite popular in the country now, this field. So you've already seen that the facility uh, has already attracted a lot of interest. Um, exactly. Yes. So... With the Bafufe, like, you know, one day I have invited uh, Bafufe president, Mr. Salahuddin. I, I talked to him, actually. And he was telling, like, you know, football can grow more if we have companies who can come to us. Yes. Bafufe alone himself cannot do that. Yes. He needed people. You know, he needed big companies who can come, you know, help with the facilities, you know. So I, I told him, like, I'm ready to do that. Why don't you see my field? Then he came and when he see my field, he was really surprised. Was oh, I didn't know that uh, such kind of field is. I hear a lot about this field, but I didn't know like it is. it can be such beautiful. Yes. 
So then he invited his uh, team, Mr. Powell and others. They also said this ground is lovely. Yes. So, uh, you know, and also like lots of uh, team from like Boshundara Kings, you know, who are champion of the league. Yeah, the Premier League. They, teams, yeah, yes. Premier League. They are practicing over here. Saif Powertech, they came here also. They were practicing here. So then I, I, we talked to each other, me and Bafur president. So like, I want to do an academy right. with your help, with your know-how and knowledge. And he was very excited and he said, okay, let's do it. If you can do academy, for sure we will have some result. Yes. So this is how actually academy came in. That's how and it started, yeah. You guys are here and uh, for sure Bangladesh will remember you all the way. like Because the Fortis Football Academy is the first academy in Bangladesh. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And in the history. And you guys are, as a coach, also first time in the Bangladesh, you know, as an academy coach. Yeah. So this kid, will, when they will grow up, they will play on the National League. They will, for sure, country will remember you. And, of course, the players will remember you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is really exciting. Yes. You know, so, we are… part of history. Yeah. yeah. So, not only are you in at the beginning, we are in the fortunate position to have been asked, you know, by Mr. Smalley and, and so on, to, to be in at the beginning as well, um, Mr. Shadat. So, that's a… It's very exciting. So… You also have some other, a lot of building work going on as well. Um, what, what are your plans with the, the surrounding? Um, yes, uh, this is uh, now we have a field. Now we, we made a clubhouse. Yes. On the club, there is eight room, eight restroom. Let's say we have eight five star standard bedrooms yes. we have. And then we have uh, uh, two restaurants. Uh huh. And we have a two conference room. So, like, you know, sometimes if you want to show players on the TV screen, Yes. If you want to show them some matches, yeah. you see how they are playing that. That yes. facility will be there for the players. And also, like, we are going to build a swimming pool, uh-huh. which construction will start very soon. Yeah. And then, you know, we are going to build a gymnasium, yoga room. Wow. You know. Yes. So, so that it will be complete. And then you see that we already made a cycling track, walking track. Yes. And then, you know, so our plan is to make it complete sports club. Yes. So that, you know, people can swim, people can play. People can go to the gym, you know, and this kind of facilities, we are going to have more in the country. So you've got plans to to exactly. du- duplicate. Exactly. Uh, so th- this is your prototype? This, this is my prototype. And uh, we have land, we bought already some land for our field. We are ne- negotiating with the government to uh, take more field in the country. Yes. So that my plan is to have uh, 2019 at least three field this okay. year. And 2010, my plan to have at least 10 field. Wow. You know, because without facilities, uh, business will never come. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You need, you have to have the facilities. Facilities. But yes, you're certainly, um, well, from what I, you know, we can all see, the coaches can see you you are putting together a a very, very, very nice facility here, which would be a a flagship, can it? We would say it's a flagship, you know, (laughs) to, um, as I say, a prototype for the, for the others. Yeah. So do you, um, just going off, your vision there for a moment. Do you have um, family, Mrs. Shirat? You have, yes, yes? Uh, I have my wife and uh, we have three kids. Yes, how, and how old are so your children? My daughter is seven years old and uh, my sons are five years old. Okay. Twin boys. Twins, yeah? And you... they are they are both are, actually all all three are, uh, fond, uh, I mean, they're really fond of football. Soccer. They are, yes. They already have, they bought their, you know, last time we went for holiday, they, went, they, they bought their shoes. They bought their clothes, yeah, you know, yeah. they are waiting to come to the field. So is that a little, a little bit of a, 
and also uh, an added bonus for you to think that exactly. you know oh, my dad's got a pitch when I'm a bit older I can aspire to to, to go and, exactly yeah. honestly to say if I tell you like I want one of my kids I want to see them as a good footballer yeah trust me and like I I, 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 I I because I'm in a dream like to see one of my football become a, you know my one of my son can become a you know a famous soccer player why yeah. not well, absolutely why not you know yeah, yeah. soccer is a game you can know I add one more yeah of course yeah. Remember one of his uh, sons looks like uh, Christian Ronaldo I mentioned does he yeah. uh, he can really shoot well he can really play well yeah you so now on his age he's really playing good yeah so it's great i know it's great to um for kids to have have ambition yeah we we encourage it and uh, as long as they enjoy it mr shidat that's the yeah. that, that's the main thing yeah to exactly. enjoy yeah, exactly. so they prefer football over cricket exactly exactly yeah. actually uh, uh, cricket is a popular game like you know we make actually one joke all the time between our uh, friends and families like we say like as a nation we fall in love with football yes and we uh, football was our girlfriend for our lifetime yes but due to family pressure we got married with a cricket <laughs> so if you think your true love as a nation is was a football but you know due to family pressure you have to marry yeah, a, a yeah, cricket yeah 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 so you have to embrace the cricket even though you might love the football yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> that's <a good> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good way of putting it and yeah. and you you see that when little bit success coming people are coming to stadium yes you know now you see that football is really hot at the moment hot pick in, in the country you see everybody is talking about football yes yeah, you see yeah. that people in the stadium is more they were coming more and more for sure now is cricket world cup is going on so everybody is on the cricket for sure because cricket world cup and bangladesh is also doing yes, good yes, not yeah. very bad not very good but not very bad also yeah. they are still fighting for number 4 you know on the semi final yeah, yeah. So, it's india today isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. today with india Yeah. So you see it is quite exciting like you know people are even myself flying tomorrow to London to watch a match. Are you? you yeah. Know, yeah, tomorrow I'm flying to London to, I will watch a Bangladesh and Pakistan match. Which ground is that at tomorrow is it? I think on the oval. I'm not the sure. Oval. Yeah, yeah. I think brilliant. I think on the oval you know but I'm flying tomorrow morning. Wow, brilliant. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, that that's great. So, a couple of things before we finish because I know you're you're very busy. If you whether it's business mr shudat or it's football or cricket or life if you could give one piece of advice for any young person boy girl man woman to be successful whether that's happy successful or or financially or in sport what what would from your experience what would that lesson be that you would say exactly actually i want to tell it like when i was a kid i had a high ambition I had always uh, something running on my body like I have to do something. I have to do something, you know? I have to be something. And honestly like I was working very hard. Still I'm working hard. Yes. So there is no compromise. You have to work hard if work, you want to be work. successful. Hard work, you know? yes. Hard work is important. Honesty is important. And another thing is be a low profile. That's a great one. Ex- be, be a lo- low profile explain to me low profile means when you are prouded yes when you think that i'm something i'm prouded oh i cannot do this i can do this i cannot do this i need this car i cannot use bus you are done you cannot do anything in your life that's like, you a, have like to, a humility yeah humility you have to manage yourself 
to be handled any situations. Yes. You know, I can stay in five star hotel. I can stay also in one star hotel. Yes. Still. No problem. I don't mind. I can manage it. No problem. Yes. So, you know, managing the situation is the best. So, hard work and managing the situation. Beautiful. That's the thing that any kid needed. You know, if they can manage themselves to be low profile and manage any situation, they can manage themselves. Let's say a European kid is telling like, oh, I cannot live in third world country. Then what he can do in his life? Yes. Or a, a, a third world country says, in, if he go to Europe, he says, oh, life is beautiful. So I don't want to go back to my country. So what he can do, he cannot do anything. Yes. So, you know, it is like if they want to be successful, they need to go to any places, you know. Yes. You know, we call I'm, it I'm war, sure. on, war on, you, you know, fight yourself and Absolutely. get it. You have to get it yourself, you Absolutely. know. You know. Absolutely. So hard work and dedication Beautiful. is okay. something needed. Well, I think that's a wonderful place to, to leave it for now because that really is what this podcast is all about. It's the things that you've earned by hard experience and those lessons are absolute gold to people who, who take them on. So thank you for your time, Mr. Shadat. And you, you, you're, you, so you know, the, the couple of times that we've been here, you've been, uh, you and your staff are extremely, uh, hospitable. And, um, just from a personal point of view, um, I've been in Bangladesh for three weeks and everybody has been so welcoming. I feel very happy here and, and, so and very at home. And, um, it, it's because of the people, how the people are with us. So, uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. And I must tell you, like, uh, country will remember you a lot because, like, you guys are the first people who, who are going to run an academy. And thank you very much to be here. Okay. Okay. That's great. Thank you for your thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye